0: Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Sue Rashid and I'm joined today by my colleague Gary Tinsley. Hi, Gary. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, Sue. Yep, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Good, good. So today's podcast, Gary, we're going to be talking about um, emotional intelligence and discussing its impact on procurement. It's, it's interesting to see how the perception and importance of emotional intelligence or EQ, as it's ab- otherwise known, or emotional quotient within organisations has changed through the decades. When I started working uh, in the early 90s, um, um, emotional intelligence wasn't a thing. It was all about intelligence, IQ. Back in the day, recu- recruitment was heavily focused on intelligence rather than emotional intelligence. Gary, can you remember um, emotional intelligence being discussed when you started work?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a long time ago. Sir, yeah, don't give fair. me the decade. Don't yeah, me yeah. The
0: decade.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, in fairness, I think it's always been there, but never really been discussed. And I think through the academic research and the works of the likes of, of Daniel Goleman, and products like Myers-Briggs and especially SDI, which we know only too well, it's become more prominent. But I think back then that emphasis on self-development and training, it wasn't there. And if it had been there, that would have been brilliant. I think if I'd have had, if I'd have had that sort of training at nineteen, twenty, 20, um, and probably later we'll discuss how it possibly even earlier, but let's just say in the workplace, Um, at the start of the workplace I'd probably been a lot more effective quicker Uh, and I think back then um, certainly for me it was definitely sort of sink or swim and learn from your mistakes and a lot of the mistakes you make are in this area they're not intelligence mistakes that how to deal with people and scenarios mistakes but yeah back certainly in recruitment and things back then uh, and I said back then, my, my, my was probably like mid-80s and my initial employment, no, it, was, it, it wasn't a requirement, was it?
0: No, no, I, I agree. So, shall we begin by explaining what emotional intelligence is for those for those listeners that, that are not sure? So, yeah. Yeah, emotion, emotional intelligence is the level of ability an individual has to manage their own emotions and the ability to influence the emotion of others. There's been so many publications and writers on emotional intelligence, but, but as you've just mentioned, I think the most prominent for me is Daniel Goleman, a psychologist, author and science journalist who did, did loads of work on this. Um, and originally it was created with five domains and now there's four. So for a bit of a structure, Gary, what I want to do is break the emotional intelligence into it's now four domains self awareness self management social awareness and relationship management and talk through them individually is that does that sound fair to you
1: yeah that's fine yeah yeah
0: good okay so let's start with self awareness then so this is being aware of your own emotions so someone with high emotional intelligence would be able to identify when they're angry excited upset or scared for instance these individuals use their awareness of their feelings to influence their decisions rather than making maybe perhaps a snap decision um, which could be to their detriment. So for example, in the workplace, I can sometimes be very excited about a new opportunity, new technology that we're about to purchase or even a new customer. And, and if I wasn't aware of my own feel, my own feelings and how, you know how excited I get, I could oversell this to the team or even myself. Um, and perhaps get himself into a little bit of trouble. So um, another example is perhaps you know in someone's for someone's personal life they might be buying a car um, the excitement could often leave that lead them to to spending eight, thousand £8, pounds on accessories that, that they didn't plan to. So um, rush decisions in the moment however if, if if the individual has high levels of emotional intelligence they may have realized that they're excited um and used their knowledge and awareness of their feeling to slow the process down think about what they're doing and that could result in them spending less and actually you know not not over 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 overspending for instance gary do do you have any examples of this
1: yeah i think so and certainly in the in the workplace self-awareness is probably something I've had to try and develop um, over time. Um, without and, and and back to the original question, really, without any training or even an, even an awareness that self awareness was a thing. Um, so, yeah. so for me, I'm very much a um, what you see is what you get sort of person, and this has um, bitten me a few times. Um, I can remember one instance that I was in a in a board meeting um, in a in a big business that I worked in, and our chief operating officer was speaking, and all of the members of our board didn't really agree much with many of the things his chief operating officer said, but unlike the others, I was sat there sort of shaking my head at virtually everything that he said.
0: <laughs> um, and that went down well
1: did it <laughs> yeah well what happened was after about 15 minutes he stopped the meeting and he said okay Gary over to you um what's your issue and I said well I haven't, I haven't got any issues what do you mean he said yes you have mate because you've been sat there shaking your head at everything I've said for the last 15 minutes so you know the floor's yours tell us what your issue is and um I think they died you know I'm sat there thinking how am I gonna get out of this because I knew I'd have done it And I tried to sort of blag my way out of it, but without too much success. Mm -hmm. Um, After the meeting, I asked my colleagues, I said, how bad was I? And they went, you was unbelievable. Said you was literally just sat there shaking your head at at everything he said. And I thought, God, this is really, I've got to do better than that. And then I can remember, same company, going to a, a group board meeting where the chairman actually came. And the chairman sat next to me, which was quite daunting. And he was an older guy. By then, he was probably about 70 by then. Um, and he sat at the table and he obviously wasn't happy with things that was going on within the businesses. And uh, and I looked across at him to my right. And underneath the table, he was clenching his fists that tight that his knuckles were white. Uh, so he was clearly raging. Above the table, you couldn't tell. Um and I thought, wow, he's absolutely I said afterwards, I said, Did you see he was absolutely raging? And they're like, really? I said, yeah. He said, underneath the table, it was he was clenching his fists like wildly. And so for me, I've had to sort of try it. I think in latter years, doing things like and delivering emotional intelligence and also doing things like SDI has has definitely developed my self-awareness. Um, so for example. I'm still a what you see is what you get guy, and I still nod at people and I still shake my head at people or or comments. But the difference is now I know I'm doing it. Um, I have you know, I'll be shaking my head, and I know I'm shaking my head, yeah. and I'm, I'm shaking my head because I'm in control of that and choose to, and that's a massive difference. Um, so, I'm, so because I, I quite like to be. I don't want. I don't want to change people's perception of me of a of a very open. What you see is what you get, guy. So I haven't changed that visibly, but actually, I'm 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 now in control of uh, you know of what I'm doing, which and is the,
0: and the impact of what you're
1: doing. Yeah, and the impact of what I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah. And, and and on that as well, uh, uh, sort of moving in a little bit of. An, I use emotion a lot on, uh, uh, and you probably do too, Sue. So if i on phone calls maybe with customers suppliers, but certainly if I'm on with some like Sky or BT or any of those guys, practice all this stuff out. I use, I use emotion in like the extreme at times, but I'm using emotion because I'm planning to use emotion and I'm aware of what I'm doing and the impact that it can have. Um, And that's, that's the difference. It's, it's, it's having that awareness and control of, of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, is all the difference isn't it
0: and using it smartly you know applying it when it when it can work in your favor
1: yeah i think that's
0: important you know what what you've just said about you've developed as you've you know over the years and i think we do i think we do naturally without realizing it but i think it's only until you're taught this you know and you're shown and made aware of you know what emotional intelligence is and how it's shown yeah Uh, you you may you may not even consider what you're doing like like you're you know you you shaking your head in that meeting it was picked up before you even realized you were doing it but now it's different yeah you know yeah I
1: didn't I didn't know I was doing it and I'd spent probably all of my 20s and probably at least half of my 30s doing that (laughs) um and it's so you, you don't even realise. I mean, this this on that occasion, the chief operating officer called me out. But there could have been other occasions where people haven't, but they've seen that that on me, and that's possibly even worse because yeah. I'm not. But I totally agree with you. I think um, having that training could sort of speed up your self development.
0: Oh, and promotion I prospects. How would it well, yeah, that, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. Yeah yeah no that's good so that's that's self-awareness so that's really you know about being aware of your your own emotions and then we sort of move on to the second domain which is self-management this was previously um separated into two being motivation and self-regulation um so so now it's just the one so this is being able to manage your um, manage your emotions okay which is crucial in both work and personal life um People with high levels of emotional intelligence would tend to avoid, um, would be able to avoid unnecessary conflict. I would suggest these individuals will often bounce back from disappointment or failure. You know, you know, they'll have a maybe they'll lose a contract or something like that, or or the the negotiation didn't go close, close well, and w- within minutes or hours they've turned it around to something positive and they've got to do something positive about it. Um, so also someone with um, high emotional intelligence would be able to manage their anger, for instance, and perhaps hide it or tone it down quite often. Um, and you've just explained that with, you know, with the, the fists under the table as well. I often find myself um, quite angry as a result of an incident. Um, however, I'm I'm often aware, um, you know, that I am angry and able to control that and turn, I quite often switch it around into a positive or learning um learning opportunity for for improvement um and i think i suppose over the years I, i've sort of found myself I, I, the biggest compliment to me that i'm managing the emotional intelligence side of me is is when new members of my team they think i'm so kind well i am kind obviously um but i'm, I'm kind i'm calm i'm positive um you know you know really understanding and actually I might not be that at all at the time but that's the feedback I'll get from others of what what they've said which is you know just shows you that they don't really know um what my emotions are underneath um but I think self-managing is you know there's there's okay being self-aware but being able to manage your your emotions is really really important and I think I think that's what you've summarized really nicely Gary in what what you said do you have any more to add to that before I move on to social awareness Gary
1: yeah yeah I think this one's massive I think this one is that piece of I almost see it as um, having that half a second or that moment in time to sort of to take a moment reflect quickly and respond appropriately. Yeah. Like, uh, I've used the analogy before. It's like when you watch football and you've got that player who seems to have half a second more than everybody else and make the right pass at the right time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, and it, I think it's like that where something could happen, and instead of Im- immediately reacting, you sort of again it comes with training and it comes with experience, but I certainly think it can come with training. He's having that sort of split second to just. If you've watched like what's that film with Neo? Um, Oh, what is that? Matrix. Matrix. It's like that moment where Neo slows everything down, so it (laughs) so it's it's, so you sort of that self-management piece is taking it in, processing it rapidly, not reacting, not responding, controlling your body language, sort of almost like recalibrating yourself, and then and then and then responding appropriately Um, and it's such a it's it's such a talent because you could be in an incredibly pressured environment and you could be a bit like mine yeah but in many I suppose my chairman did have self-awareness in my last example but he definitely had self-management because that's what he was doing under the table
0: yeah
1: and and it is that thing of of having that that just that second to to almost like immediately reflect and say, "How should I deal with this? This, how should, what's the appropriate? That's the I need to deal with, and, and then do it." And it all happens quite quickly, but just that little pause and that and that recalibration make, makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, and I think I think people are very quick. You know, if you know people with low low emotional intelligence are very quick to react, respond, often say the wrong thing, or not think of the consequences. Where with someone with high self-management skills, they will take that pause. They will think, "God, oh, this is how I'm feeling now. If I respond in the way my instincts tell me to, might be the wrong thing." But but just taking that break, that breather, having a long drink, just pausing, like you say, to really think about it and making the right right move. Um, you know, it can be different for us in our line of work. It could be the different difference between a successful outcome and not.
1: Let me just tell you, what, and this has just come straight off the top of my head of an example of that, is, uh, as, as, as I think you might be aware, uh, and we'll discuss later, I've, I've just done jury service for two weeks. Oh, yes. And I was in a case last week and watching the barristers, because for me, it's a for, it's almost a form of negotiation. And I was watching this particular barrister and he'd get an answer from somebody in the dock and he would do exactly that. There was moments where he, this guy was comfortable in silence, um, and so the, the the person in the dock would answer the question, and possibly not how he wanted it to be answered. And he'd literally, so he'd literally take about five seconds, which felt like an eternity, and he'd just stand there, and and then if, and I won't do the gap; it's too long, for at least five, maybe even ten seconds at times, and then he'd ask his next question, and that that sort of. That's what we're talking about here. He's, he's taking it in. He's thinking about. Maybe he's even using power of silence because it makes it I was a going to say word.
0: it's a good makes negotiation word. technique as it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: But he's got fant- he had fantastic self awareness. He knew what he was doing and self management, uh, and he was in control. Uh, and you're right. And I think it also up because because people are uncomfortable in that in that silence. You know, if if, if you're at that moment, just stop. Just you know, like you say, take a drink or something. Yeah. Uh, or even be, be or even be bold enough to say, just give me a moment. I just need to take that in a little bit. Um. And and you know you know which you just wouldn't do when you was younger. Um. I'll give you another example of what I didn't do self management at all well. Um. I've got loads of these, not doing it at all well ones. But... Oh, I've
0: got it as well, Gary. But like you say, I've got better at it over the years. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember being in a negotiation, probably the mid-twenties, and it wasn't going at all my way. And I felt myself literally, physically getting redder and felt this redder rising till it was sort of above my neck and onto my face and I'm thinking, I must actually visually look red right now. And... I just kept going and didn't do at all well. And when I came out and spoke to a manager, I said it was a nightmare. Um, It wasn't going the way I wanted it to do. I felt myself going red, explained it to him. And he said, why didn't you just call a break?
0: Mm.
1: I'm going to have five minutes outside. And I thought, because I wouldn't have even thought of that. But again, what great self-match. You know, if you're in that, that's something, if you're in that situation and you are struggling and struggling to control Again, that's something you could do. I think at this point, um, maybe it w- might be appropriate to have a quick uh, restroom break for five minutes. Yeah, and just take yourself that little bit of time again to um, to, to rethink and, and, and like you say, self manage and, and come back.
0: These are all the little hints and tips that you know we d- we deliver in our training, don't we? You know, like yeah. Well,
1: really oh, I use a lot of these in because the, the it, it, a lot of these in negotiation training because. Mm. It, being in control of emotional intelligence in negotiation is is massive, um, which I'm sure we're going to discuss. But I think also another key point to make would be on self management as well. Self management on the phone um, as well. You, know, you shouldn't forget that that um, be be, be self aware and be uh, and and managing how you come across on the phone in terms of sort of tone yeah. and pace that's
0: really and important that. you see because you can't see the body language yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so it's again it's it, it i think self i think the first and they all four are important i think it's good how they've combined uh the the, the
0: motivation the two, and self-regulation of
1: regulation into one yeah, um I think because it makes sense. yeah i think that's a good idea um and i think those first two for me are the critical ones. Be yeah. totally self-aware and be totally
0: in control. In
1: control of what you're doing uh, yeah. is massive uh, in this area. Yeah,
0: and 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 we, you know, of course, you know, social social awareness is the third domain, um, and this is being able to identify the moods and feelings of others. Yeah, and I think I think you'd probably agree that you know if if there was a high ability of this in many households it'd prevent many arguments
1: Um, yeah without doubt
0: (laughs) but i think you know in in the workplace and in in home life with friends family stakeholders suppliers, don't matter who they are customers being able to empathize with others is really important so uh, for instance you know um, in my career i've i've had to sit in front of in front of a, a supplier a supplier and remove from them what was the strategic contract for them. It wasn't for us, but for them it was. Um, and it was really difficult you know you could you could see that you know the person physically shaking because it's impacting on his business and you know obviously I'd to, to consider placing the contract with them now. But, I mean I'm going back some years here but it was really yeah. difficult to try and emphasize with them um, when you know his job or even business is at risk. Um, yeah. You know, and and also as being a manager, um, you know, MD now, telling people that telling individuals, um, that they're not going to get the promotion that that they you know they went for or wanted, and that that's really difficult putting yourself in their shoes. So being able to sort of be aware of their feelings to enable me to emphasise has been really really important important in in my career, um, but I I think. It, it, it's important to, to use this in, in all, all aspects of procurement. What, what do you think about this?
1: I'll, I'll, I'll start with your initial comments, and yeah. I'd have to say domestically, I'm doing this on a daily basis. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, and it certainly um, links to the first two again. At, at, you know, your self awareness and having the self management. I think those skills allow you to utilize empathy I, I found this area really interesting when i've looked at the daniel goldman work yeah because they talk about um especially when we're using it with negotiation
0: mm. to
1: some extent utilizing empathy to sort of an empathizing with people to ultimately be able to use it to gain more from the negotiation um, which seems a little bit sneaky, really, but uh, it's, it's <laughs>
0: but it's you know it's a tactic, yeah, isn't it? It's important, It's good. great self awareness. It's yeah. great
1: management. It's um, and and I'm sure sales guys are trained. Oh yeah. Area, uh, but yeah, as a manager, it's essential. It's essential that you've got the skills um, to be able to manage people appropriately. And if you think about what we do in procurement, we're managing people i.e. You, you own staff stakeholders suppliers um so you need this level of um of awareness and these uh, empathy skills they you know they're really really important
0: yeah and it can, it can go a long way it can really really help but yeah so so the, the last but certainly not least is the relationship management domain. So individuals with high emotional intelligence are often able to influence and guide others willingly. OK, so that this the relationship management domain involves competencies such as influencing, coaching, conflict management skills, plus the ability to um, inspire others, which is what you would think of, you know, when you're thinking of um, leaders, uh, you know, I'd liken it to um but it's important that we use relationship management and we do with without everyone everyone uses relationship management when they're managing their friends their family their colleagues their peers their boss their suppliers your bank manager for for instance you know obviously you'd want a good relationship with your bank manager um but it's 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 really really um important to have good relationship management um what, what do you what's your thoughts around relationship management and managing relationships and the importance
1: well it's key isn't it it's absolutely key I and mean, i think in, in the job that that we do in procurement it's it's all about relationships like it just it's internal relationships stakeholder management but the bit we probably got that most other functions haven't got it's external relationships um and It's paramount. And as you mentioned earlier, skills like influencing, coaching, conflict management, inspirational are the attributes of a good leader. And a good leader will have high emotional intelligence. You know, sometimes if you've experienced a poor leader, it's probably because they're lacking in this area. Um, I think for me, um, I think this area, um, as I said earlier, would have been really useful For me, in my earlier years, I I I put down training. Training equals a shortcut on experience. It
0: does, (laughs) it does, and you know, I mean, we 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 deliver these and we train people and coach people now on all 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 these areas. And I just, how you know, I mean, I've 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 I've, I've done well, but I think how much quicker would I have moved on in my career if I had this training? when I Definitely. was perhaps 18, 19, 20.
1: For um, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it only really probably came in late 20s to me, you know, through years of experience, but not really yeah. knowing that it was emotional intelligence at the time, probably. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh,
1: what that's saying is you've just developed, I totally agree, you've probably developed your emotional intelligence. What you will have developed is how you need to behave to be effective. Yes. And by getting better and better and becoming more and more effective, which I think we've probably both done through our careers. It actually, uh, when you trace it back academically, relates to hopefully a you know reasonable level of, of emotional intelligence. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I want to talk about negotiation. I don't know if you want to do that now. Um, yeah. I th-
0: well, I just I just want to. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm happy to talk about that now. We've got what I want to do is sort of start moving into. Um, you know emotional intelligence and procurement as a whole but i'm happy to start on negotiation gary
1: okay okay because i think the things that we've talked about are, are all pivotal in in negotiation so far we've done self-awareness self-management social awareness and now the big one that sort of wraps it all up relationship management and you know again it's it, it, it it's this training in this area it what it's often called soft skills or behavior. Yeah, it will develop you, it, you know, the actual hard skills on negotiation, relatively easy to train, but these areas are the ones that's going to make the difference. The ability to read, the ability to sit in that negotiation, read others, interpret body language, be in complete control of your own body language and be able to, even if you're doing something dramatic, you're doing it because you know you're doing it. Um, and that's that's such a difference, you know. And recognizing from the other side, emotion being used by them, or an area where you know they're struggling a bit, and you can use empathy. Um, I think I think this this area is um, if you want to be a successful negotiator, you have to have a high level of of EQ. And if you haven't got it, you need to work on that. On that area, of course, you need you need the other side as well. But I think in skills like influencing, persuading, inspiring—they're um, harder to train, aren't they? They, oh, they come.
0: Yeah, the natu- yeah I'm, I'm. I'm I yeah. I sometimes think, of, but think along the lines of trait theory, which suggests we're all born with a certain, you know, with certain skills. But I do think we do all have them, but di- to different extents and that's how I am with emotional intelligence yeah yeah but you can certainly enhance them by training
1: yeah and i think things like role plays you know i i, I remember doing a role play with a um, with a guy once and we recorded the role play and there was a particular point in this negotiation probably about 10 minutes in it was a role play negotiation but at this point and i know i'm not visual but you will hear me he went <sighs> And flung his arms into the air. And when we watched the video back, because it was so dramatic, and I said to him, "Do, do you remember doing that?" And he said, "No." <laughs> and then I went, "Wow!" I said, "I said, was you frustrated at the time?" He was. I was extremely frustrated. Well, it's strikingly obvious. Um, and I said, you know, one thing you could take from watching this role play back is, um, you know, c- control of body language. He said, "I was really upset at the time. It wasn't going how I wanted it to, to go." I said, "But you." So your, your issue here is though that is strikingly obvious and evident um and it might be something to sort of you know work on yeah. and uh so things like that um
0: i've I've, I've seen sim- similar with, with um s- some individuals that i've taught in the past when we've videoed them and they've done role plays and you know when things are not going their way yeah back, lean back in the chair fold their arms and then shove their pen and paper forward like a spoiled child i called them yeah yeah <laughs> and they, yeah. Again, they didn't realize that they'd sat back and they didn't engage for the rest of the meeting for the negotiation um, yeah yeah it's amusing and it's that's that's the self awareness bit isn't it they're not aware that they're doing it
1: yeah but i think i think for your development in an organisation as well it's you only you know you're only as good as your network and your relationships aren't you and and i think yeah. this area of relationship management people who get on and do well are good they've got all these attributes and they are good at people and with and dealing with different individuals appropriately like we keep saying uh able to flex their style because they're thinking about it it's that that relationship management allows you it, it, it it's key to success if you're not able to manage relationships well it's always going to hold you back a bit irrespective of how intelligent you are
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I think with, with emotional intelligence, I think you use it throughout the whole procurement cycle, even even yeah. from simple gathering data.
1: Yeah, because okay. you're constantly having to influence stakeholders.
0: To get the information.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and things like specification development, you know, no, we don't need, we've got a standard in stock that can already do that. But it's how you approach it and how you deliver that message will have a massive impact on whether you're successful or not.
0: Yeah, and getting their buy-in, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the negotiation, you know, right the way through contract terms, SLAs, and you, right, right the way through to managing your suppliers, your, your internal stakeholders, maybe your senior leaders. That yeah. relationship management part is really, really uh, important. Yeah. What yeah. What's your thoughts, Gary, around... Um, transactional procurement versus strategic procurement and the levels of emotional intelligence that are required for each
1: well i would i would suggest that the level of emotional intelligence is much higher for strategic yeah procurement.
0: that's
1: what because, i was thinking yeah because transactional is quite process driven yeah and, um and it's it it's less reliant on you being able to influence and
0: develop relationships. stakeholders and develop
1: relationships, yeah, but strategic yeah. procurement, category management, your entire success will be on how well you interact with others and understand relationships. Again, I'll give you an example of that. I, I worked in uh, for about a year uh, on and off in a, in a consultancy role with one of the largest banks in the UK, and they was organised by category. And there was one category manager that did an absolutely brilliant category strategy, uh, which he did at his desk and st- and afterwards stuck it in his drawer and it really never, any of it got implemented. And there's another category manager who spent all of their time liaising with the stakeholders, engaging with the stakeholders and actually involving the stakeholders in the development mm. of the category strategy, which, also, which was brilliant relationship management which we must do in procurement
0: yeah
1: uh, he was successful I mean as I say to people all the time you can't do that procurement job just sat behind a desk you know we're not that's not the role that we have our role massively involves relationship management and you can only do that by having those relationships and,
0: and this is I mean that would agree with my thinking around that you know, we have moved away from traditional purchasing to procurement, which is yeah. more strategic now and has a collaborative focus on the longer term. Um, Yeah, it, it does sit in there, but we're not—we're not necessarily saying that unless you've got high emotional intelligence, you're not going to make a good procurement um, person. Um, no, <clears throat> but might this... not be as
1: effective as you could have been. Exactly. Yeah, here's another one for you. you won't believe this one. It's oh. the same same company. I spoke to another category manager. this was a coaching session another category manager and he said i'm having a major issues with my stakeholder um we don't seem to you know be getting on at all and this was a guy in london and uh and i said to him okay um well you know have you been to see them to talk about it and he went well no i haven't known because they're in newport which is in wales and i went right how long have you how long have you been the category manager in this area four years right and have you ever met the stakeholder in person no oh. so can I give you a tip get a train and go and see them next week <laughs> <laughs> and just ask them you know what could i do better for you <laughs> and this guy was like oh uh, I, I mean I'm, I'm just suggesting he is to thinking about it he must have had incredibly low emotional intelligence and, and and I'm like, well, is and I came out and spoke to a colleague of mine, and I said, is that not strikingly obvious? And he went, well, maybe for you and me, yeah, but it wasn't to him. And he was an like you say, he was an intelligent guy, um, probably capable of putting a good category strategy together, but had no chance of implementing it because he didn't even engage with his stakeholder. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and and that just leads me on to sort of coming coming to the final point of this, really is you know there is a difference between intelligence and emotional intelligence so intelligence is iq emotional intelligence is eq some people often get it confused um i think it's important to say that we're all on a spectrum we're not just highs or lows we're all on a spectrum and we do move up and down that spectrum depending where we are in our lives and perhaps in our careers um i mean I'd guess the perfect place to be would be high levels of both, but I, I, I doubt that's ever possible. Um, Gary, what, what's your thoughts around, um, if you if you were recruiting for a procurement team now, and I said to you, what's more valuable, IQ or EQ? What, do you, what would you do, say? Yeah, I
1: mean, the, I agree with your easy answer, which is both. Uh, yeah. However, I think um, if you had like a scale on it, if you imagine visualize a scale, I think the EQ is going up and the IQ is going down. Um, the 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 need for EQ is is essential. Um, you know, the need to manage relationships and people and understand and appreciate different characteristics of people. That's never going to go away. And with regards to i to IQ you know, we're now moving into the realms of, of artificial intelligence, AI, and that's going to replace oh. certain people's jobs, where, but one thing it can't do is deal with emotion um, and deal with relationships. So I think, for me, there's a, the shift in the balance is a need for an ever-increasing need for a higher EQ and you um, I think, I mean, let's get it right. You're always going to, ideally, you want somebody with a, at least an acceptable level of IQ. Yeah. Uh, IQ will bring you things like innovation, creativity, and actual knowledge. You know, you need to have the knowledge. In a senior procurement role, I'd be asking for SIPs, you know. So you need that that knowledge and that IQ level. Um, but if you've got five people with SIPs, which is highly likely, that's where the EQ is going to probably become much more yeah. much complex.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, you can be intelligent as you like, but without emotional intelligence, you're not going to get anything done that's that's how I look at it,
1: yeah, definitely,
0: yeah, you're not because you need to get the best out of people and if you if you haven't got emotional intelligence, you're not going to do that, but then yeah. there are roles there are roles that just require well more more emphasis on the i q but like you say, AI is coming, and I think that's going to be a fantastic podcast when we do it, Gary. Um it is coming. it is gonna impact procurement. Um, I think we all need to be uh, aware and prepared for that because it is coming it's moving quickly.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think AI does warrant its own its own discussion in itself um and yeah I agree we look forward to that
0: yeah um and just so finally, just I think you've already said this, but do you do you think emotion emotional intelligence can be successfully taught?
1: Yes, I think like you, and if you think look at things like trait theory, I think pe- some people will be naturally born with a higher level of emotional intelligence than others. Um, but certainly from um, being involved in things like SDI and delivery of emotional intelligence, for sure. And I, I agree with what you put in your article, Sue, to be honest, uh, on this subject of you know, this. W- could this should this start in schools and i think yes
0: yeah
1: because this will enable kids in many ways to, to develop in you know sort of certainly high school things like their mental health their well-being yeah. to not to not react to things to be able to do a bit of self-management yeah. and it will prepare them massively for sixth form and university or 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 straight into a working environment it will give them a a, a great kickstart um, that, that they've never have and, and so I, I, as I said when I read this in your article I thought you know what that would be I, my son's now just started year eight today I would love him to have emotional intelligence training um, you know ideally this year um, so yeah I think I th- I, I, I'm a bit quite passionate about this because even I know for myself of never having that and then from me, from me and you's perspective probably getting involved to have the training like SDI and then almost training ourselves because we have to deliver it. Um, and you realize, yeah, I, 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 have got that. I've got those attributes, but you know what? I'm not very good at that one and I need to work on that one. And it, and and so, yeah, I definitely think training can, can, it can be massively beneficial. It will benefit the individual, their self-confidence, their assertiveness. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, it's I think it's like the,
0: Jahari's window, isn't it? You don't know what. Like Jahari's window, you don't know what you don't know until you know it.
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. off oh, certainly for me. But I, I, and uh, but I think that why not start that? You don't know what you don't know until you know it at the age of thirteen, yeah. twelve. I mean, yes. and. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with
0: that comment. It's, well, you know, as far as kids are concerned, it's such a confusing time from primary to secondary yeah. for them. And if they if they had even a, you know, even a quarter of the training, um, you know, yeah. of emotional intelligence, it would really help them be aware of what they're doing and the impact on others, and being able to look, you know, understand the feelings of and the emotions of others. It's amazing to have that power one to be able it's, to manage that. Yeah, some some kids about, have got
1: it. I think about my scenario and domestically um so my, <laughs> my son is just 12 and he's reaching that age now and i'm not sure i'm i'm, I'm sure yours is probably the same yours is a bit older than mine
0: 15 this month. But,
1: but he's reaching the age now where he's reacting all the time yeah. and, and going like a bottle of pop as, as the phrase my wife uses and he just boom he's reacting um and so i'm having to use my emotional intelligence um to not react when he reacts because some of his reactions are ridiculous and you think your natural instinct is to fire straight back at him Uh, but I'm having to use my uh, emotional intelligence to sort of try and manage that situation and, and make sense with him but well you know if imagine if he was having imagine if he was having emotional intelligence training and had a little bit of which currently he's probably got zero of this a little bit of self-management skills um so i I say things to him in the car like when you get home don't don't mention that to your mother uh now if he had some self-management skills he wouldn't do it but time after time the day after he'll mention it and she'll explode and i'm like there you go Uh, (laughs) he he, he needs some development in that area i think a bit of training would be great
0: yeah You'll be, you'll be the best person to do that, Gary. I'm
1: trained Sue, yeah, yeah, I'm trained.
0: They don't listen to their parents though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, domestically always everything's always more difficult.
0: Okay. So so let me leave you all with this fault. So how high is your emotional intelligence, I'll ask you. So picture this. You're driving to work on a sunny day and someone cuts in front of you, causing you to slam on the brakes. What do you do? enter your response on our LinkedIn page and we will respond to that whether you've got high or low emotional intelligence. Yeah. Thank, thank you everybody for listening and thank you for joining today, Gary. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and, and I'm certainly looking forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, brilliant. I just on that last one. I think what that last one's taught me is I've still got room for improvements. Uh, <laughs> Because I don't react, I even now don't react particularly well to an instance like that. <laughs> so next time that happens, I'll try and I'll try and say, Gary, use your self management.
0: Walk away.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just drive on. Just drive on. You don't need to do a gesture to him. Just drive on. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been brilliant. Thanks a lot, Sue. And yeah, I look forward to uh, to our next one as well. Cheers. All
0: right. Thank
1: you very much. Bye. Thank okay, you, Bye.